Episode number 262, Making Your Worship Experience Last All Week, with Seth Muse. Let's do it. This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen. Well, hey guys, welcome to Making Sunday Happen. My name's Carl. Thanks so much for hanging out. This week on the podcast, I welcome my friend Seth Muse to the show. You might know Seth from the world of church communications. He hosts the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast and the Insta Good Show on Facebook. Seth is a good buddy of mine, and this week we're talking about ways to make your worship experience last all week. So how can you repurpose and cut up content from your worship service into small parts and re-deliver that content to your congregation during the week? That's what we're talking about on today's episode of the podcast. But first, I want to let you know about our brand new monthly custom media plans at 1230 Media. With the churches and the ministries that we work with, if you wanted custom media from us, you could either order a single project, like one bumper or one sermon series design, something like that, uh, or uh, we might talk to you about a retainer option where you can uh, save with a six or 12 month retainer with us. But now we're also offering, in addition to those two options, we're offering monthly options for custom graphics, uh, custom video, and custom graphics plus video plans. So think about this. You can get an entire creative team. One part-time designer alone is going to cost you about $1,500 a month. Easy uh, for a part-time designer. We have plans starting at only $600 a month for custom graphics. $1,000 a month for video, and $1,500 a month for custom graphics and video. And I want you to go to our website to check out everything that you get uh, for those plans, uh, graphics and video, graphics plus video, uh, all types of different uh, sermon series designs, social media graphics, announcement slides, print-ready designs. On the video side, we do bumpers and trailers and promo videos and church announcement videos and countdowns uh, and all that kind of stuff custom made just for your church or your ministry. So here's a little bit more about our new custom monthly plans from 1230 Media. Check this out. Introducing monthly custom media plans from 1230 Media. Affordable, no contract monthly plans for custom graphic design and video for your church. Custom sermon series designs, announcement graphics, social media graphics, sermon bumpers and trailers, promotional videos, countdowns, church announcement videos, and more. Choose between custom graphics, custom video, or graphics and video plans. Harness the power of a full creative team every month to serve your church or ministry with plans starting at only $600 per month. Join hundreds of churches using 1230 Media to transform your worship experience. Get started today at 1230.media slash pricing. That's 1230.media slash pricing. Hey guys, we would love to serve you with custom media, so feel free to check those plans out at 1230.media forward slash pricing. That's 1230.media forward slash pricing. 
Also, I wanted to let you know about my friend Steve Fogg from Australia. Steve helps dozens of churches with Google Ads, Facebook ads, and other communication strategies to help you reach more people in your community for Jesus. That's what it's all about. It's all about life change. So if you'd like Steve to help you uh, with your advertising, especially Google ads and Facebook ads, uh, to see your church reach your community, I want you to go to Steve Fogg, F-O-G-G, Steve fog.com to check Steve out and what he's doing for churches and ministries. Great friend of mine, and he can help you uh, with Google ads and Facebook ads and just all around your communication strategy to help you reach people for your community. Uh, All right, so we're going to jump right into my interview with Seth Muse. Again, this week is all about how to take your worship experience and make it last all week. So here is my conversation with the great Seth Muse. Hey guys, this week I welcome Seth Muse. Seth served as the communications director at Hope Fellowship in Frisco, Texas. He hosts the seminary of our seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, rather. Uh, the man, the myth, the legend, lover of Star Wars, the man, Seth Muse. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being here, buddy. I don't know what you can tell us, but tell us about your your podcast and some things that have been stirring with you lately. Yeah, um, right now I'm host. I'm still a host of the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I do that with uh, uh, my co-host Megan Ranson, and we're having a good time with that. And right now, kind of going through Instagram project management type stuff to help churches do that better. Uh, you can find all that at SethNews.com. But um, I'm also starting a new thing called Church Com Team, where we are focusing on the communications of churches that can't afford full-time staff to do it. So we're helping them with remote uh, to fulfill all the communication needs. Cause what we've learned is that uh, really no no matter what size your church is, where every church starts, whether you're a hundred or a hundred thousand in your church is a lot of stuff has to be done to communicate well. And it's Mm -hmm. really too much for even one person to handle on their own. Uh, And so we're like, let's, provide a team for a fraction of the cost. So it's a fractional communication leader to come in and lead that for them and offer our team to them for a few hours a week to get things done that need to get done so that they can go back to, because usually it's like, it's a pastor, executive pastor, youth pastor, that's an administrator who's wearing that hat as well as their own like ministry that they're called to. So, you know, it's like, let us focus on communications. So you can go back to focusing on your, people and your job and things you love and you got into this for, because uh, there's a lot to do. So tell me about the the podcast, Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. How did you, how did that kind of start for you? And uh, why haven't you interviewed me? That is the main, <laughs> that's the main. It, we got to make it happen, man. We talked about that at that church conference. We, and we haven't made it happen we did. yet. I know, man. Uh, so that's, dude, that's on the agenda. Um, that's, that's coming. Um, but we, the podcast started because really out of a leadership thing. I mean, I was getting out of youth ministry and I'd been in youth ministry for about 17, 18 years. And I felt like I'd picked some things up. And so the guy coming in behind me at the job I was at, I knew him. It was a good transition. I had lunch with him and he was like, I want you to tell me what I need to know about youth ministry. Cause he was kind of new. It was really going to be his first real full-time youth ministry gig. And um, I was like, okay, let me write a few things down. You know, it's a little statement. So I wrote like 60 of them down in about 10 minutes. And I thought, huh, okay, I've learned some things, just brainstorming really quick. 
I should get out there and share those. So I started a blog and then a friend of mine was like, you used to talk for a living. Maybe a podcast would be really a great way to, to get some of this stuff out. So it started with leadership and just kind of morphed into communications as my heart really was moving towards that anyway. And, you know, found a community of people that I just love and adore in the communication space. So uh, now the seminary of hard knocks, the name doesn't really make sense with what I do, but it's uh it is still the frontier kind of, of church ministry these days with the digital space. So yeah, there's a lot of hard knocks to be had and a lot of things to learn from it. So it works, but that's kind of where the podcast came from. Now we focus on church communications, marketing, and social media is really the, the thrust of what that is about. So if you're in that space, I'd love for you to check it out. Yeah, Subscribe. man. So uh, one thing I want to uh, really talk about uh, and kind of flesh out uh, today is from a communications bent, how to take the worship experience. So we're, we're all about the worship experience right. um, at 1230. So we, that's our bullseye. So mm-hmm. I, what we want to, I want to ask you questions on how to take the worship experience beyond the room. So how does it last all right. week? Whether that's, you know, cutting content up um, to spread out across the week or, uh, things like that. So I want to dig through that. But awesome. let me ask you kind of an overall question. Why would we want to do that? Why would we? Why do we want it to last all week? Well, I mean, I think most churches in their leadership, you know, the bent is already towards the weekend. You know, there's already this desire to put butts in seats, right? And so we put a lot of money and time and effort into getting people there. And what are we getting them there for? Well, uh, Barna did a research, um, a, a survey recently, uh, I think last year, maybe 2018, where they surveyed like why people decide which church to go to. And number one was the preaching, not necessarily how cool your sermons were or graphics or anything like that, but like the preacher and how it's, the preaching is done. So this piece is like a huge part of why people are there. And what's beautiful about that is it's the core of why we should be there, right? It's teaching the Mm -hmm. word. And then because what goes into that, it's a piece of, uh, it's a, it's a piece every single week that contains so many different pieces of content that you can take and share throughout the week to remind them and connect them to, uh, what they learned that weekend. So it's this really great, like, um, it's a content creation machine, your weekend service, honestly. And the sermon is the central part of that. And uh, I think if you're a communicator, a lot of times we struggle with like what to post online, what to do with that. And so during the week, you want to help remind people of what was taught. You want to look forward and connect. You want to connect to their real life during the week, but you also want to look forward to what's coming. And I think if you don't create that culture of we're always kind of talking about the scriptural basis for what we're doing here, uh, then you end up with posts that, you know, are kind of there just to get likes and comments, but nothing to point them to after. Right. I mean, the whole point of one of those, like, what's your favorite pizza is to get (laughs) more people can see you're gaming the algorithm with that. Right. So you're trying to get more people to see the post of the scripture of the sermon that's coming up next for you. So um, I think it's a content machine that you should pay attention to for sure. I think a lot of churches uh, either forget that or it's interesting, but you know, I'll talk with people that are like, I don't, I don't have content. I don't, I need to come like, you have a, 
you have 30, 45 minutes of content every week at least. Yep. I mean, that is a massive chunk of it that is. your that your pastor's already doing the work for. Mm-hmm. Ask him for his notes and just yeah. pull pull stuff out of his notes. Take clips out of the sermon from some I mean, that you have a massive uh chunk of of content every week from your worship experience that you can use yeah. so um all right so we're going to walk through a few ways that the sermon especially can last <laughs> us all week okay so your number one is and you mentioned it a little bit is scripture so yes. tell me some ways that i can use scripture uh on social or whatever throughout the week right and if you have a version bible app i mean most of the scriptures they have a graphic they've already made three or four of them with those Right. Um, at least a piece of it. The thing is about social, you don't want too much text on like your Instagram posts or whatever. And they do a good job of just giving you a, a, a phrase out of a scripture and then you can put the rest in the caption, uh, things like that. But scripture is, a, is I mean, we got to do more with social media than just try to get people to talk to us, right? We got to get them something worth talking about. And scripture is the best thing that you can have them talk about, honestly. Yeah. So, I mean, what better thing to talk about on social media that actually does discipleship, that actually does encourage spiritual growth, then talk about the scriptures that the pastor used in his sermon, quote the scripture and, and let that be an encouragement, but then ask a question in a comment, you know, things like that. Say, what did you think of this? What did you pull out of this passage? What did this mean to you? What, how did this apply to your life? I mean, simple questions like that. We may ask those a lot, but they don't get old because people never really get tired of talking about themselves. You know, that's kind of how we are. Right. And so when you're constantly asking them what they thought, you're going to find that most people are, you know, at least if they don't respond and they don't comment, they're thinking about it. And that's valuable right. too. Right. There's so many, un, you can't, uh, what's the word? Unmeasurable uh, things you can't measure. So many things about you can't measure on social media, but some of the impression that you might give. Right is is really valuable, and you have to kind of trust that that's happening, and that's hard to do because you can't show. Look how many people thought about this. You don't know, right? right. So if you're gonna, but they're gonna think about it if they see your post. So if you got to decide, what do I really want them thinking about? What do I want them pondering during the week? And those scriptures, I mean, gosh, when people say I don't have anything to post, you've got sixty six books full of good words, right? Pick a couple, you know, and throw them out there because they're always, the Bible says God's word does not return void. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that applies to social as well. Yeah. Um, That's excellent. Um, So, uh, uh, all right, number two, let's go and dive into that. I was going to say from uh, a social media standpoint, as far as um, uh, questions to ask, I think a lot of people, I think you brought up a good point that, you know, Mm -hmm. even though we might not see the like, we might not see the comment, um, we're making an impression and people see that, you know, I have people that uh, even with our stuff that that see us all the time, I'm going, I have either no clue who you are or um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure how you saw that or where you saw that. But or and they've been seeing stuff over and over and over, even though they might not engage at that specific uh, post. Um, people are people are watching. People are seeing yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, I agree. You got to take into account the lurkers. That's what a lot of people do. They just get online, <laughs> they lurk, and they just watch and they observe, and they're getting something from it. But you just they never respond to you, and that is okay. Yep. Yep. 
Well, I love that. Um, all right, let's move on to number two, and that is quotes. And this is really low-hanging fruit from your from your sermon uh, yeah. to pick out quotes. So tell me how you've used quotes before. Well, if you have a pastor that's like a you know Craig Rochelle or someone that's real Twitter friendly, you know this is really easy because there'll be a you, if you get their notes, you'll see they've written out those things that are quotable most of the times, and so you can find where those are and be ready. But as you're listening to the sermon, if you're a social media director or communication director, especially if you're listening to the sermon, what I used to do is I'd sit in the, mm-hmm. I'd sit in the crowd and I was listening for where are my quotes and I'm listening for where are my clips? You know, we'll get to the video clips in a little bit, but where are my quotes are like when he says something that makes me go, Oh man, that was good. Yeah, I, I need to immediately be ready and have a pad and pen, or I, I used to write it down into Slack. I'd write my own channel in Slack and I'd have it open on my phone and I write it down immediately. And, and that way I can go back later and create content for that. And, you know, if you're not doing that, you'll forget because you don't yep. want to go back. Here's the, I don't want to go back and watch the sermon again. Right. I've already where sat there that? Where did he sit that? I forget. It was somewhere around this. Yeah. And it's like, you don't remember, you don't know where that is. And yeah. it's just really frustrating. You have to go back and listen to it again and then listen to it for the, when it impacts you, I always take that because I'm an emotional guy. Like I, I let my feelings guide me a little bit. I'm very yeah. Jedi. You were crying before we started recording. Yeah, I was, I was very upset. Um, was. you know, it was raining and beautiful outside. Yeah. So, um, very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like you, you feel those moments in the sermon, you know, and you're like, Oh, that was it. That was the one. And especially yeah. if people clap or audibly respond, that's a, that needs to be a cue for you. Remember this mark down. And, and I was like, mark down a time that it started, you know, and like how, or I run a timer or something like that. You it, during the message, you can remember like clock the time in the message. Um, I typically couldn't do that. So I'd say like after second point, Right. He said this, you know, or something like that. I'd write a little note to myself so that I remember where it is in the video when I go back later. Yeah. So we had three uh, services each weekend of video to, to choose from. And, and whichever one I was in is the one, the way he said it was really powerful. I'm not going to go right. back and watch the other two, you know? Right. So, um, right. so anyway, I get those quotes on the fly. It's also a great place for questions. You know, when you think of like how that, how the sermon is going, if you have a question, that you want more clarity on, that's a good question to, to write down because then it can spark some conversation later. Yeah. Whether you do that as a video with your pastor and like, Hey, I had this question when you video it or, or you just write it up as a quote graphic and ask a question. Yeah. Like you said this, this weekend, what does that mean to you? Or what did, what, what would it mean if this was the case? You know, that kind yeah. of thing. And that way people are still talking about the sermon, scriptural, biblical principles online. And I think that's really valuable. Okay. You mentioned it uh, several times, but let's get into video. Talk talk to me about video clips of the worship experiences. This is just of the sermon, especially, or other clips as well? Yeah. Video clips of the sermon, I think, are the the easiest, even though video to me is always so much more difficult, just because most people don't have the skill to clip it, much less video it and edit it. And so it's a little bit more complicated, but if you have your sermons are being recorded on video anyway, mm-hmm. and you can get in there and, and grab that feed later, a uh, big chunk of the work's done. So that's, that's really great. If you've got that, if you don't, you may have to film it yourself in the service and that's, that's a little bit more difficult, mm-hmm. but um, 
one of the best things with is do a one minute clip of some good point that your pastor made during the sermon. And if you've got the notes ahead of time, pastors, if you're listening to this, get, get your comms people and social people, the notes way ahead so they can know where that's coming. Cause if you don't have it, you're not recording it already. Then they know when to put their phone up and record it. That's when they right. know to, to get ready to, you're going to say something they know they are going to want later. Right. And, and that's, that's helpful for them to be prepared. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think at the end of those, those clips as well, you know, they're very inspiring and you can, you know, edit those really well and, and make them really cool looking. But um, I think again, if you don't ask a question in the caption or get them talking about it hmm. and invite them to a conversation on social, then it's, it, you'll never know. I mean, you'll, you're missing an opportunity to minister and disciple in that moment online. Yeah. And I think, um, it, it's it's just a wise it's just a wise thing to always be asking them to to respond. Tell me about captions. Why did you invest in captions with the video? Captions, uh, and what we mean by by captions in this sense is like um, closed uh, caption, closed caption, subtitles. Kind of yeah, um, there's a free tool I use called Capwing. K A P W I N G and there's a couple like it online and I just run it through there. I don't, I don't do the Facebook captions deal anymore. It's just super frustrating yeah. uh, because the deal is a lot of people watch your video online with the sound off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, I forget what the last number was, but you know, it's kind of like anybody listening, raise your hand. If you watch video with the sound off, you know, you're probably raising your hand. That's, that's, just most of us do that. And because we're always in a place where we need to be quiet, but we still don't want to watch the video. Yeah. And, you know, like we're at work or we're in the you know, car with other people or maybe even in the bathroom, you know, you know so yeah, on our phones. Um, we, that's why we used to put um, funnier, funnier print stuff right on the back of the stall doors because <laughs> we have a literally a captive audience <laughs> while they're in there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we can ask them to scan QR codes or you know, <laughs> websites, you know, cause they're going to do it. They could, yeah, yeah. You know, they don't have anything else to do right then. So yeah. um, anyway, it's, it's a great, uh, it's a great way to, to, to get people engaged in your content when, you know, audio is a big deal. You know, it's uh, with video. If you're just watching a guy talk with the sound off, there's zero impact, you know? And so if, if they're going to watch it with the sound off, you give those captions at the bottom and now your right. content has meaning and purpose and they might actually watch the whole thing with sound off. It's, right. it's really a fascinating study in, in human behavior right now, yeah, but it's true. Spell that resource for us again. K-A-P-W-I-N-G. Cap wing. Yeah. I think they're trying to get you to say uh, a word like, uh, like a little baby, like cap wing. And um, I'm just not doing that. No, uh, you're not going to do it. That's too cheesy. Not giving in, huh? Yeah. Cap wing is what I'm calling it. But there's a couple like that online, but that's the one I use. I really like it's free. You upload your video, do the captions, edit them and then export it. And it's all free. Okay. So let me recap here. Number one, scripture. Number two, quotes. Number three, video clips. All right. Two more. Number four is, uh, okay. Is pastor plus Facebook live plus sermon recap. Yes. Equals. Awesome. Equals greatness. I mean, so many pastors, there are many pastors I know that when they get done speaking, they have given you everything. 
and the congregation is usually you can tell they, they they're very exhausted because you've, you've <laughs> given them everything uh but the uh, any good communicator knows that you have to stay with the heavy the, the main points and you know when you're when you're presenting the in the world of ted talks it's just really important to uh to give the things that are most memorable and most powerful in that small slice of time they're going to give you with their attention and what this does is allow pastors who had a ton of stuff that ended up on the you know quote the cutting room floor you know that didn't get used to come back later recap it which is always good because I mean one of the best performing pieces of content that your church has is your pastor's face. If it's on a graphic, if it's on a video, people will watch it. And it's it's crazy to me. Even if you're not famous or a celebrity doesn't matter, they will watch it because it's you. Um, in fact, remember that's why they decided to come to the church. They like you. They like what you do, how you talk. They that's a big factor. So bringing you onto social media just makes sense. It's just another place you can be in front of them. And so when you get on Facebook Live, one of the benefits of that is not only getting to share the things you didn't get to share, but uh, it, it creates this synopsis version, if you do a recap of your sermon for people that don't want to go watch the whole thing, um, that you can then link to the whole thing if that gets them interested. And mm-hmm. that's a really cool way to link. Like Dave Adamson has this great, like, create different versions of the sermon, and that leads them to the big sermon. That's smart. Uh, that way allows you to do that. But the biggest plus I think of a pastor going on Facebook live, and I'm not talking about a video you make and produce and then post, but you go live is that it's live. It's raw. And that screams authentic. And people Mm want to know you authentically as the pastor. They don't want to see polished version. They can go to your YouTube channel, Vimeo, wherever you have it and see polished pastor. They see that on the stage every single Sunday weekend. What they really want to know is, are you really as perfect as you seem? And they're secretly hoping that you're not. Because if they find out that you're not, they go, oh, this guy's like me. Thank God. You know, and that's helpful. And so when you go live and you're raw, you make mistakes. You'll say things wrong. You might say things that are kind of get tongue tied or whatever. You may start a sentence and then stop before you finish and start another sentence. And uh uh-oh, that's how people talk. You know, it's like, it's fine. They want to know who you really are. Yeah. And that's one of the greatest benefits because uh, when they then come and hear Polish pastor, now they go, oh, I know this is, uh, I know them, you know, I know him a little yeah. better, you know, and they feel like they're connected to you mm-hmm. in a more real relational way, even if they've never met you. And that's have you struggled with, uh, have you struggled with the pastor figuring out the technology of Facebook Live? Sometimes if they're all by themselves, but most of the time there's somebody on staff that's good at it or at least enough to get them going and know, and help them with it. Um, what I've found more than that, it's not the technology. It's the fear of being uh, uh, what I just, the opposite of what live. you said. Yeah. It's the fear of being live. Yeah. Uh, they're afraid they'll make a mistake. They're afraid they won't be smooth. They won't deliver it well. And right. I, I think, you know, harshly speaking, I, I think that's an ego issue to be mm-hmm. honest. I don't think that's about, trying to have the best presentation of the gospel. I think that's about you not wanting to look foolish. And I feel like that's sad because there's so many opportunities missed by just being a regular person. Right. It's okay to do that. Facebook live opens that up and that's what people want. How long should the uh, segments be? How long should you go live? I wouldn't, for? I wouldn't do a lot. I'd say with a Facebook live, probably five minutes at the most. 
I mean, I really would keep them short. You can go longer if you want, but um, it kind of depends on your people. You have to really know your context and how long they'll actually watch it. But typically after the first minute, you've lost most people anyway. Yeah. And so you're only, only your diehard listeners and followers are going to make it to the end. Right. So I would say five minutes at the most, less if you can. Um, go in with a plan, write some notes out, but you know, go off the cuff as you're talking. I mean, that's really at the end of the day what you kind of do on Sundays anyway. Is there, is there a day of the week that's best to release them? Well, I would say if you're going to talk about your past sermon, you got to do it before Wednesday just because it's fresh on their mind. And in social media world, I always looked at kind of like from Sunday to Wednesday-ish, we're okay looking back. But from Wednesday on, we're looking forward. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to post things about last week's sermon on Thursday or Friday. It can still work. It's fine if you do that, but that was just our strategy because we mm-hmm. had things coming up. We wanted to get people ready for on the weekend. And we, we learned that typically people are not really thinking about stuff nowadays until maybe the day or two before it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're only looking one or two days ahead on their calendar. And so if we were like trying to get them excited about something that's probably not on their calendar, like a sermon series or a topic or an event that's coming up, you know, that, it's uh, the kids or whatever. It's uh, it's more of a reminder. Here's what's coming up. Don't forget about this. You know, kind of stuff. We we tend to load our announcements more on the back end of the week. Right. Okay. Number five is song lyrics. Talk to me about that. Song lyrics are tough. Um, <clears throat> when you're using them in a graphic, just using a couple of them, and then you know, working at maybe writing the whole song lyrics out or the chorus or whatever in your caption. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's pretty easy to do. And people love that stuff, especially if you've got a really great looking graphic that goes with it. It's very, uh, artistic and very cool, very well designed. But when it, it gets tricky when it comes to video with music because of copyrights. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know that in past churches I've been at, I've kind of just stayed away from it. I think in the two years I was at Hope, um, I think I can count on one hand the times that I use video for music on social, right. which is sad because it's, it's such a part of people's lives. Yeah. But I, I would rather like share a Spotify list and a link to that and let them go listen to it in a place where it's, you know, licensed to do that. Right. Right. Um, you can, because here's the, most people, most of us don't understand fair use. Most of us don't understand copyright law. Um, you know, and, and even in that, there's a lot of, like gray factors that you that get considered that aren't real nailed down and kind of like it has to be if it's transformative you can't use it but if it's just you posting a photo or or a video of the song you can probably get away with that um you can you can get away with like a minute of you know your band playing a song probably but it's like there's no like don't do that you know, and, and if you start making that, um, uh, in fact, I would say just don't do that. <laughs> you know, I, I'd say just don't do that. But go with 10, 15 seconds and then do a, a, some text over it. But yeah. if, you're, if you're going deep into that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, I think you can probably get in trouble. And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just not worth it. There's so many other things right. in your sermon and other places that you can post. I mean, post a Spotify link, do a playlist go through the right channels. And I would just say that's just not worth Right. Because here's the deal. Most of the time, the audio that you get back on your live sermon services from your band 
not great. No. So probably not your best foot forward anyway. Right. Um, so I would just say that's probably a low hang, like low on the priority right. list. For me. Right. Right. But, but I, I think still uh, maybe still graphics yeah, still are going to work great. there better than video. I, I agree with you. Take a photo of your band. That's really good. Put, <clears throat> put a, a three or four word phrase from the song and then put the lyrics in the caption. Do that. That's yeah. cool. People love that. All right. Scripture quotes, video clips, pastor plus Facebook live plus sermon recap and song lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, great tips uh, to kind of wrap things up for us. Maybe put a bow on it. Why is it important to find ways for our worship experience to last the entire week? Yeah. It brings a focus of ministry and discipleship to your digital space. Um, and, and I think that we have to start incorporating that the digital space into our ministry strategy. Yeah. Um, because it is a place for relationship building, culture building, um, discipleship even. Um, and, and we've got all this stuff that we use for that in that sermon all week long. Cause I mean, you think about Bible studies are written off of the sermon, you know, small group lessons are written off the sermon. Uh, the kids class curriculum might connect to the sermon in a lot of churches. So, I mean, you're thinking about how we're using that for discipleship. Why not put it there where it's really easy to make stuff for this? that encourages your people to do what it is that our church is here to do. Social media director, communication directors are not here to get more people to like and comment on things. It's we're here to enhance a vision for ministry. Good. And these are the tools that we use to do it. So getting your worship experience to last all week long is in fact an outpouring of a vision for living a life of worship because people live their lives online a lot. And so it, if you want, you know, you worship to be a part of your work experience, part of your family, part of your, you know, whatever, it needs to be part of your online life too. And yeah. so that's where we can come in and be really pastors to people online. And I think that's a, a valid conversation to have with your staff of how you're getting that done. Yeah. Good, man. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me this week. I'd love to have you back uh, next week if you'll join me. Sure. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey guys, I wanted to let you know about a great place to pick up some incredible quality stock footage for your video projects. If you are a video editor at your church or your team has been looking at places to get some great footage for your videos, I'd love to encourage you to check out FilmPack. We use FilmPack for many of the videos that we produce for churches around the country. It is well-produced, very high quality, easily searchable library, unlimited access to their entire site, and more. If you're looking for high-end stock footage for your church or ministry, check them out today at filmpack, P-A-C, filmpack.com. Hey guys, it's Seth Muse again, and I'm really excited about the next episode of the Making Sunday Happen podcast. I get to talk to Carl about the curse of success. Now, the curse of success sounds ominous. What it really is, is where we start to feel like we're doing things so well that we almost can't lose. We can't fail. Uh, When you get to your church to a certain size, or maybe your systems are so good, or you hire enough people, and things seem to be going right, that's when we often 
feel that we slip into t habits of laziness or perhaps arrogance or even just start confusing the message with all the things that we're able to then add on. So when we're feeling this curse coming on, sometimes we don't know what to do about it. So we're going to talk about the power of the word no and how to avoid the trappings of the curse of success. I hope you're excited about this like I am. September 14th, check it out on the Making Sunday Happen podcast. The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com. We have a great episode of our show lined up for next week. You just heard from Seth. We're having Seth Muse back in the house next week. We're going to be chatting about the curse of success. So you want to be here for that. That is episode number 263 next week on the podcast. If you haven't joined our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group, be sure to do so. Just search Making Sunday Happen on Facebook to join the group. And starting up on Facebook, uh, in that group, we're going to be doing some Facebook Lives that we're calling 1230 Huddles. Uh, we're doing that inside the group only. So if you haven't joined the group, go and do that, Making Sunday Happen on Facebook. These huddles are going to be hosted by Creative Pastor Dean Stilo, uh, and these are weekly shows in the group all about how you can pastor your people well. So we're going to focus on discipleship and pastoring pastors and pastoring your team. Uh, so I have a really big passion uh, for that, that it's not just about pushing the button on Sunday. Uh, it's about the life change that you're seeing in your team members as well. So Dean's going to help us do that. We're going to do some huddles uh, every single week with members of our team and with other uh, leaders and with other people. Uh, pastors and leaders and, and lay people as well, volunteers as well. So I hope you check that out. That's inside the group. Um, it's going to be weekly. We'll let you know when those will drop uh, inside the group, so be sure to check that out. It's going to be all about spiritual growth and discipleship. So join our Facebook group, Making Sunday Happen, to check those out. And be sure to rank and review our podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts, if you would. We are the number one church media and production podcast in the nation. So thank you so much for checking us out. Go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week. Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com. Yeah.